There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, friends, to another r slash pro revenge video. Today, we've got a lot of awesome stories, and our first story of the day is from Audio Reject. My Revenge Socks. A few years ago, I was a shift manager at a craft store. Every season, our store gets limited edition seasonal items. Once they sell out, that's it. In this story, one of the items is a pair of hedgehog socks. Ten minutes before closing, one of my coworkers asked if I could speak to a customer because she was irate. No problem. So I find her, and the second I see her, I know she's going to be a jerk. She's a total cheer mom. Yes, there's plenty of lovely cheer moms and plenty of bad apples. And is standing with her arms crossed while vigorously tapping her foot on the floor. I smile, start to let her know that I'm the manager on duty and ask what I can do to assist her. But she cuts me off to complain about the employee that asked me to come over. She calls my coworker an idiot and says she realizes why they're working in a craft shop. I gently repeat myself, asking why she needs assistance. She goes into a huge rant about how she called two other stores and had them print out the inventory numbers for a pair of hedgehog socks. She says that her cheerleading team is going to some sort of big competition and the hedgehog socks would be the piece de resistance for their uniforms. Yes, she literally said that hedgehog socks are the piece de resistance. She said that she knows we have four pairs somewhere in the store. I look at her paper, get the item number, and look for the four pairs. Now, the issue is that four is a really low unit number and the likelihood that someone's moved them and not put them back or that one was stolen, etc. is pretty high. I don't find the socks and I try to explain to her that I couldn't find them, but I can do a full store search and call her in the morning. She doesn't understand how this could happen, wants me to search with her right there and right now, and proceeds to cuss me out when I escort her to the door because we're now closed, and I reiterate that I will call her in the morning. As soon as the doors are locked, I give my coworkers their closing duties and I start power searching every nook and cranny for these darn hedgehog socks. I end up finding three and I immediately have my coworker ring me up and I buy them. I don't stop there. I go on the computer to see which doors in my country have remaining sock inventory. It was actually really limited and I buy out the remaining stock of the hedgehog socks. With my discount, they were 75 cents a piece or something like that. She pissed me off by being so rude to my coworkers and to me that I bought out a company's entire nationwide inventory of a pair of socks. I called her the next morning, apologized because I couldn't find the socks. She was rude about it and she said she was going to call other stores herself and look for them. When I told my own boss, she's much older and has been managing stores for a few decades, what I had done, she stared at me for a good few seconds and proceeded to high-five me while laughing until she cried. Everyone received hedgehog socks as gifts that year. I guess you could say those hedgehog socks were the PSD resistance of this revenge. 
Do you think OP went a little far buying out every hedgehog stock nationwide just to stick it to this one Karen who I would say was mildly Karening out even if they were only 75 cents a piece? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Completely Puzzled. No, we didn't have your car towed. My grandparents lived in a college town, quite close to campus and right among the fraternity and sorority houses. Often they would find cars parked in their driveway. One time though, they found a car parked on their front lawn. They attempted to call to have it towed, but the tow trucks were busy towing more egregious violators. Turns out though, that with a sufficient quantity of college-age grandsons, cars can be removed from lawns without the aid of a tow truck. It also turns out that the police, upon finding a car blocking a street, will call a tow truck, and it will come. Very late that night, someone knocked on the door to ask if they knew where their car was. I'm gonna be honest with you, kid. I don't know where your car is, but I know where it isn't. Next time, think twice about parking on a stranger's freaking lawn. This next story is from Shave Sex. Petty revenge for neighbor's dog too. My mom, now passed, had next door neighbors with a bunch of dogs. Every morning they'd let them out into their fenced backyard, but they'd open the front gate so the dogs could get out. Every one of the dogs immediately ran to my mom's yard to do their morning business. She asked the neighbors nicely to please not do this. When it didn't stop, she asked them more firmly, and again, explaining that she had to go out there and pick up all their dog droppings. They couldn't have cared less. So one morning, she gathered all the dog poop into a paper bag, rang their bell, and handed the bag to them, saying, I believe these are yours. They acted horrified and offended and told her this was really uncalled for. She replied, next time it won't be in a bag. The dogs were never seen out of their own backyard again. To be honest, I know a lot of people out there would not tolerate this and would immediately go to an option that didn't include a bag, so... Honestly, they should have been grateful that OP's mom delivered it in a paper bag, and it seems they were grateful after they realized what the alternative could have been. Personally, I like the idea of catapult aimed directly at their house, but really there's no end to a perfect contraption or a method of delivery. This next story is from Bring the Puppies Tome. Neighbor constantly has guests that park across our drive. For context, we have a square, four-car driveway with no fences between properties. But it stands to reason that the part that touches their garden is their driveway, and the side that touches our garden is our driveway. I've heard her tell her children to stay on their side, so as far as I can tell, this is their understanding too. We park our car at the back of our two car spaces, and they park theirs at the front of their two spaces, essentially missing out on the other space behind their car. Some of the visitors stay for a few minutes, some stay for hours, but for some reason they always park across our driveway and not theirs, always blocking in our car. We've yet to be blocked out, but it's only a matter of time. Today, when a mysterious car appeared in front of our driveway in front of our car, my partner decided to move our car up and park inches away from their driver's side door. A few minutes go by and the neighbor's guest knocks at our house. Your car's blocking my car and I need to leave. Your car was blocking my drive when I tried to leave. You could have knocked, I could have moved it. It's not my responsibility to chase car owners. I didn't even know which house you were visiting. By your parking position, I expected you were in my home. This went on for a while, with my partner producing reasonable answers for all this lazy driver's excuses. 
Eventually, the neighbor came out and got involved, siding with their guest unsurprisingly. They basically said that if they don't want people to park there, they need to put up a sign. Tomorrow, we're having a friend stay over, and they'll park on our driveway legally and safely, and we'll be parking our car in front of their driveway at 4am. Can't wait to see how long it takes them to put up their sign. I love it because it just holds people bluntly accountable for the words they say. You're gonna go and tell me that I should do something about my driveway? See if that same line of thinking applies to yours too. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Best Structure 62 Revenge on a Crappy Boss. This is a true event I witnessed when I was in the Coast Guard in the 90s. I was stationed at the CG Safety Detachment at the Concord, California Naval Weapons Station. We had a lieutenant commander who was a complete and total jerk. He had been passed over for promotion for the second time, so his career was winding down. He would do his 20 years of service and get the lifetime medical and retirement. For Coast Guard Academy grad, this was a big deal that he was not going upward and onward with his career. Every week, we had to wash and clean the government's vehicles. He always pressured us to wash and clean his personal car, which was a no-no, but he was on the way out of the service, so what did he care? We were stuck because he did give an lawful order which we had to obey, and since he was leaving it was easier to shine him on. Then he started to withdraw our qualifications for no other reason than being petty. That means we couldn't legally do boardings, pollution investigations, and so forth. To get our qualifications back, we had to sit for an oral board with a jerkwad as the head of the board. His oral qualification boards were notorious for lasting 6-8 to eight hours. He could get away with this BS because it was a small backwater unit. There were two gunner's mates, three boatswain's mates, a machinery technician, and a marine science technician. All supervised by three officers, which makes for an almost 2 to 1 enlisted to officer ratio. The workday started at 7am, and he would cruise into the office at about 8am. One day he came in, late as usual, unlocked his office, and found a factory fresh gargantuan crap smack dab in the middle of his desk. Trust me when I tell you, it was a masterpiece of color, texture, and odor. Godzilla would have hung his head and defeated the size of this turd. No, I did not commit the act, but I have a pretty good idea of who did the deed. I do have one piece of advice for the doer of the deed. Fiber, seriously? Naturally, he went off like a missile headed for a low Earth orbit. We, the enlisteds, were trying very hard not to fall all over ourselves laughing. We did have to clean and sanitize the desk of the offending fecal deposit. However, all of our qualifications were magically reinstated and washing his car came to an immediate end. I do want to say thank you to the perpetrator for doing your fellow shipmates a solid. Well, considering OP said that they needed fiber, did they really do the shipmates a solid? Or was it a little bit more ambiguous? We'll leave that not-so-food-for-thought there. Our next story is from Natural Mama. I got fired, but it was worth it. I used to work as a server. I started this new job and got $2.13 an hour which is the typical rate here since you get tips. If you ever served, you know this money basically gets completely taken out for taxes, so you end up getting these checks for zero dollars, or maybe a few cents. Somehow, someone somewhere messed up. 
and after working there for the first two weeks, I received a check with a $22.13 an hour pay. It was my very first check and was about $1,200. I wasn't used to getting checks that ever had anything on them, so I set it aside and honestly just forgot about it until two weeks later when I got another. This one was for nearly $3,000. It didn't take me very long to realize the job wasn't for me. The boss was a total jerk. Most of my coworkers were mean. I won't get into it all, but I knew I wanted to quit. And I was apparently owed some money before I left. So after the boss pissed me off one day, I drove straight to the bank and cashed out nearly $4,500 of my hard-earned money. I came into work late the next day and got fired upon immediately walking in for apparently showing up late. You know, I bet a lot of people would say, oh, well, you should have tried to stick it out for as long as you could. But I'm of the opinion that OP probably got out at just about the right time because, God forbid, you're still working there when they figure out that major mess up. At some point, they're going to notice that thousands of dollars are disappearing much faster than it should be. Our next story is from Novel Structure 2359. If you can't beat them, confuse them. When I was a visiting researcher, I already had a cushy PhD job lined up. But I was doing a project I enjoyed, so I was going to finish up rather than just failing. There was a group leader who, for some reason, didn't like me one bit. He looked down on me and, for all the world, looked like Odo from Deep Space Nine and was about as friendly. Frustratingly, there came a time when I needed some cloned bacterial DNA from him. I asked for three UL and he offered one just to be a jerk. I thanked him through gritted teeth and knew that I would have to stick this tiny amount of DNA in some bacteria, grow them up, purify the DNA from them, and then I would have 50 UL of my very own, but that would waste days of my time. I started this process only to find that the sample he gave me was no good. He refused to believe that, but reluctantly gave me some of his bacteria that should produce the DNA for me. I got them up. They're no good, they don't contain his special DNA, so I wasted more time. When I went back to him, he still refused to believe me, so I had to compile all of my findings and present them to confirm that everything he gave me was no good. And I had even worked out what he had done wrong. He had used the wrong strain, so all his new preps were trash. Only after all this, and so much wasted time, he gave me one UL of DNA from his private stash which he was very reluctant to hand over. He could have given me that to begin with. At that point, I decided I had to mess with him. I used that precious sample to grow up bacteria properly. I didn't just make a prep for myself. Instead, I made an extra prep of 50 UL of perfect DNA, and I also made a plate of the right bacteria which would let him make a limitless supply. I dropped into his lab, dropped off the plate and sample, and breezed out again. I didn't even wait for a thank you. A few days later, the guy's wife, who worked in his lab, came to me and congratulated me on my new PhD position. It turns out that the guy had been utterly freaked out and had assumed that I was being nice to him so he might hire me for a PhD. That was the only reason he could see. He had run to my boss and asked her to explain my actions. When he discovered that I had exactly nothing to gain by being nice to him, that broke his brain. Sweet revenge. You don't know how disappointing some people can be until you realize that it breaks somebody's brain, that you did something nice for them without ever having anything to gain for it. The fact that they had to try to figure out what motive you had for doing that. 
Couldn't be nice, couldn't just be doing it out of the kindness of your own heart. There had to be some kind of game here. Well, hey, if it makes them eat themselves up worrying and... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cracking their brain about it? That is a pretty good revenge. This next story is from Unashamed Raven Poo. Unique Revenge So, to the best of my recollection, this would have been between 2000 and 2004. Names have been changed to protect the innocent and not-so-innocent parties involved in this tale. I was friends with the freak crowd in high school and continue to be friends after. With this comes helping each other through bouts of depression and other mental health crises. One early fall day a friend, we'll call him S.A., called while I was at work and said he was done dealing with the BS his baby's mother was subjecting him to. His girlfriend was leaving him and he was done. I begged him to give me an hour so I could come talk to him as my shift ended in 45 minutes. He agreed to try and promised me he wouldn't be going anywhere else. As if preordained by the stars, a mutual friend, Fatty, showed up to my job 40 minutes after the call and offered to go with me to Essay's house. Fatty and I knew well how violent Essay could get when consuming substances, and it was a guarantee that Essay had been using to try and dull his pain. I punched out the time clock and we jumped into Fatty's car, practically flying the mile to the home Essay rented. We went to the front door and knocked and waited and waited and knocked and waited so fatty and i started knocking on windows still no answer finally we decided that we needed to get inside so if sa had taken too much we would find him before it was too late fatty and i walked to the back door and i used a knife to bypass the lock on the door handle after entering the house and shutting the door as quickly as we could the two of us wandered the main floor consisting of a kitchen living room bathroom and a closet no essay. So I told Fatty to check the top floor while I checked the basement. We met back up after our search and essay wasn't anywhere in the house and wasn't answering calls or texts. So we knew he had to have left with someone knowing I was going to be there. I was upset he had me this worried and then just took off and was ignoring all calls and texts. So I had an idea for quick revenge. I recruited Fatty to help me, as he was also worried and pissed we rushed here and broke in to try and save our friend's life and he'd just taken off. So we moved all SA's living room furniture to one side of the room. Then we brought all the kitchen furniture, including refrigerator and stove, into the living room. I'm sure you see where this is going. We quickly had his living room looking like a kitchen and his kitchen looking like a living room. Then we left. We hadn't been gone more than 10 minutes and my phone rang. 
It was S.A. He was flustered and confused. He started talking fast. Someone broke into my house, dude. I can't see that they stole anything, but they... They rearranged my furniture. Not just simple across the room, though. My kitchen's in my living room. Refrigerator, table, and chairs. The stove, for Christ's sakes. Then my living room stuff. Couch, chairs, entertainment center, TV, games. It's all in the kitchen. I came home from a ride by the lake with Stinky, an acquaintance of mine and friend of S.A., We smoked a cigar of jazz cabbage and I thought I walked into the wrong house. I had to stifle my laughter and maintain a serious tone of concern. I told him I'd be there soon with Fatty and hung up. Fatty and I got there and saw the befuddled look on S.A.'s face. It was priceless. I'd have loved to have kept them confused about who may have done such a dastardly and absurd crime. Unfortunately, once S.A. looked at Fatty, he knew who perpetrated the act. S.A. started to yell, Why did you two jerks break into my house and... It was at that point I cut him off and reminded him of his call to me threatening to end everything and swearing he was not going anywhere before I got off work to talk to him. He turned red and apologized for terrifying me. I mean, the actual act is a really funny revenge, but is anybody confused as to why they just went and did this on a whim? when up to that point they were concerned that S.A. might be doing something drastic? How were they so comfortable knowing that just because S.A. wasn't at home, they weren't out somewhere doing something drastic not in the house? If anything, I feel like I'd be panicking even more. Also, a dude whose life has been just like straight up uprooted? Why would you go and rearrange their house anyways? Because like, them coming back to that and seeing all the work to rearrange everything again? Honestly, it kind of sounds like a really crappy thing to do. Our next story is from It's Me 163 Revenge on a Rude Woman. I'm a PhD student, 26 year old female, who's close to graduating. In my country, we have a central university under which a lot of colleges function, so I have to visit the university if I need to submit any documents or need any advice. A 30 to 50 year old assistant professors in colleges doing part time PhD to get a better salary or promotion. These professors will get easily irritated at young scholars like us because they think we can easily reach a good position in academics sooner than them and also because we pose a threat to their jobs. So today I happen to visit the university with a friend. By the time we reached, there were about five people waiting, and we joined the queue. Just when our turn came, a woman who could be in her late 40s came and cut the queue. She was acting like we weren't waiting there and started talking about her work to the university employee. My friend told her, ma'am, we've been waiting here for a long time, and it's our turn now, can you please do it after us? She just saw us like we were two worms standing there and said, don't you have any respect for professors like me? Do your work after I'm done here. I swear I would not have done anything had she stopped right there. But she was telling the university employee that young scholars like us have no respect for elders and will destroy the academic field if they let us graduate. And how we get everything at our fingertips with the internet and how our government spoils young scholars like us with generous funds, etc. We were literally shocked. But the university employee was kind enough and called another employee to assist us. So this is where I got my revenge. We have to fill out an online application for each and every qualifying exam. And at the university, they'll ask us to open our account and show them the application for verification purposes. 
So this lady opened her account on the university computer before me and forgot to save the application and also to log out. I went to the computer after her and tried to log out of her account and the system asked me to save the application and quit. My friend and I looked at each other and I chose to quit without saving, deleting her application. So after that, I completed my verification process and was waiting for the acknowledgement slip. The university employee handling that women's application came out and told her that her application was not received by the university and asked her to send it again. Now she opens her account which was blank and she was all nervous as she lost all the application details. She had to fill out everything from the start and get approvals from her superiors which is time consuming. She then had the audacity to ask if we could look at what could have happened, to which I said, we would be really happy to help you, but I have to attend an important meeting, and left with an evil grin. Best day ever. Can you spoiled rotten kids who are gunning for my job that have Google and government handouts and all these other things that make you spoiled, help me with this computer thing real quick? Yeah, sure, let me just ignore the dump you just took on me and try to help you right away. I'm sure I want to do that. Our next story is from Dink Weed Pot Nug Sauce. I took business away from CVS Specialty Pharmacy. I help patients access a specialty medication that our providers often prescribe. For those outside the U.S., the way insurance works is that you have to pay a monthly payment called a premium. After you pay each month, insurance has in place other methods of patient responsibility including deductibles, co-pays, and co-insurance. Another tool insurance uses to not have to pay for your medications is something called a prior authorization. Your physician has to explain to insurance why a certain medication is medically necessary. Insurance places clinical criteria policies that patients have to meet to be able to access their medications. A lot of the work I do is to complete these prior authorization requests. We have one patient that receives the medication, but their insurance requires them to fill with CVS Specialty Pharmacy. CVS Specialty Pharmacy has screwed me over personally. They are the epitome of bureaucratic hexcape, with the sole purpose of earning their corporate office as much money as possible by feeding off of patients that need medication. There's been plenty of instances where our patient didn't receive their medication. On one occasion, the CVS specialty said that our patient's insurance never paid them for the medication and decided to hold the medication, but the insurance company did pay, CVS specialty just couldn't find or see the payment. I won't go into every instance, but we usually have issues with them each time we call. Anyways, I've been working long enough that I've built personal contacts at certain insurance companies. Believe it or not, some people that work for your insurance actually want to help. Oftentimes, it's just a matter of finding that one helpful person. So I reached out to my contact and asked if they would be willing to provide what's called a network exception request or pharmacy override. I won't provide much detail here, but I'm happy to answer any questions. I'm all about finding ways to get around insurance. Anyways, I reminded my contact of the time CVS specialty refused to release our patient's medication because they falsely claimed that insurance never paid them. The next day, I followed up on my conversation with a nice insurance lady who said they were able to place the override and allow us to fill the specialty medication with our preferred pharmacy, whom we rarely have issues with. 
It might not be much, but I'm happy if I can personally prevent CVS from even earning a dime. And to anyone that feels like reading this, I want to offer a pro tip, though it's kind of a niche situation. At one point, CVS Specialty refused to release my medication over a $3,000 balance. You can request to speak with someone in CVS Specialty's escalations team and request an internal review and investigation. You might have to call back a couple of times until you're able to find someone willing to initiate the investigation. I thought it would be BS. Of course they would come back and say that I still owe. But they went back and listened to the recordings and realized they failed to disclose how much my balance would be prior to completing my order and subsequently adjusted slash wrote off the $3,000 balance. All I gotta say here is people like OP and the contact at the insurance company who legitimately are looking out for these people and want to try and help them out, especially with how awful the American healthcare system is, bless anybody like that. And our final story of the day is from Fukito2000MG, make my life miserable and I'll return the favor. This happened earlier this year. I work in a national chain restaurant and had a problem manager. They'd hired a lot of friends and family for the store they were managing, and the store operations went to crap. I got sent in to clean it up. Boss and I figured out pretty quickly that the manager was the problem, and they needed to go. After a couple of weeks of enforcing rules that were already in place but previously ignored, the manager quit with a two-week notice. I didn't have to fire them, so that was an incredible relief. Many of the terrible hires previous manager had made was because they didn't like having to follow policies and procedures properly, so I was stuck working a lot of double shifts to keep the store open. I hired and trained an entirely new team, except one long-timer, and they're still around and doing very well. Shortly after the previous manager left, we found out they, although married, were having a full-blown affair with one of their direct reports. Big no-no. The direct report also quit after this was unearthed. This starts the freakery. The previous manager became very vindictive against us. They quit, remember, and were not fired. They knew where legally required paperwork to employ minors was kept and stole all the forms before they left. I got a call from our State Department of Labor because of an anonymous tip that our minors were working without work permits. They came to visit. I explained the situation and showed the video of former manager taking them and thankfully we were not fined. A week later, the local health department showed up at four of our locations on another anonymous tip. All four stores passed with no issues. Previous manager keeps texting threats to my boss. Boss is smart enough to not respond to anything in writing and former manager was too much of a wimp to answer his phone when boss called him. Boss wouldn't tell me exactly what was in the texts, but told me it bordered on extortion. About two weeks after they left, previous manager started showing up as a driver for one of the food delivery apps. They would sit directly outside the store and wait for orders for that store. One of the employees made a statement about it making her uncomfortable. It was then I knew what I could do. I emailed the food delivery app and told them exactly what was happening. No more, no less previous manager wasn't assigned any more orders for that store. I thought that would be the end of it until previous manager started doing the same thing at another of our locations. I submitted another complaint and previous manager's time delivering food came to an abrupt end. The last thing I heard, 
previous manager and their gutter who are were now engaged and moved to Reno because they couldn't get jobs in our relatively small town. If there's one thing I can agree with, it seems like most of these food delivery apps and rideshare apps, their customer service is usually very responsive, so it doesn't surprise me to see that when reporting this dude, that dude got shut down quick. And from what I've heard, they don't really mess around. Like, it's very easy to get just totally blacklisted from those rideshare apps. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another revenge story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com.